In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <coughs> My friends, this morning we come to our Lord's first miracle that He would ever do. Recorded in the Gospel of St. John in chapter 2 that we heard chanted today for this Mass. And St. John is very specific that our Lord's first miracle took precisely took place precisely three days after his baptism, three always being an important theological number. And we're told also that it happened at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And I find it also interesting, and the fathers remind us of this, that our Lord's first miracle took place in the land of the Gentiles. We know that our Lord and his mother had been invited to this wedding where he's going to turn water into wine on behalf of all. And at the wedding, they run out of wine. And please understand that in that culture at that time, to run out of wine at a wedding, for a host to let that happen, was an extraordinarily shameful event to he and his whole family. And our Lord's mother discovers that there's no more wine. She's concerned about it. And so she goes and reports the problem to her son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And listen to his response to her. He says, woman... What does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And the fathers are very clear to us that our Lord is not chastising his mother, not degrading his mother by saying this. In fact, it's actually the exact opposite. It's, it's a revelation of his divinity and to his own mother revealing further about his divinity that God knows all things. That his timing is absolutely perfect in everything. And Mary receives this revelation. And when she receives this revelation, listen to what she does next. Her response. Because it shows something very, very important regarding the blessed role that she has been given as intercessor for us all. But it also shows us who we are to be as intercessors and the priesthood of all believers. What does she do? She brings the servants before her son, our Lord. And she says these simple words. And I want you to remember these. We're going to come back to them. Do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Notice her humility. <coughs> Notice her trust. That her son, our Lord, knows perfectly what to do and in good season. And has the power to do so. And she places the servants before him. And when she places the servants before him, she's also placing the host. And she's placing all of those there at the banquet before him. Because it was all of their common problem and struggle. She places the servants before him as if she's laying them all right before Christ our God. And she leaves it to him. Trust him. She leaves it to him. That his will would be done in his timing. My friends, what I just described to you is Christian intercession. By the revelation of God in our lives, to know him so well, to trust him so well, that we bring those in this world in and outside of the church, we bring ourselves to Christ, and we lay before him and leave it to him. Thy will be done, Lord. That's Christian intercession. And so she intercedes and leaves all things to the will of God. And the result was this. Jesus tells those servants, 
go and collect six water pots and bring them back to me. So they go and collect six water pots. And on their way back to Jesus, the water was transformed into the choices, the, the best wine for the blessing of all. And the early church fathers are very, very specific to call our attention to the fact that this first miracle of Christ demonstrates for us the fullness of the very reason that our Savior came in the first place. Because He came to transform the nature of His most precious creation, humanity, from something lesser to something far greater and for the benefit of all. This is why He came. And we see this in the water becoming wine in His first miracle. One nature transformed into an entirely different and more valuable nature. St. Theodore of Heraclea, he taught this. According to the revelation of God regarding this passage, the Word of God descended from heaven in order that the bridegroom, having made the fallenness of the human nature his own, might cause his bride to become pregnant with the Holy Spirit. He convened the wedding on the third day, that is, in the last times of the age. For he struck the transgression that was in Adam and again bandaged us on the third day. I love that language. Through Christ, we become pregnant with the Holy Spirit, the very present agent in our lives for the transformation of our nature, to become more like the divine nature to which we've been joined. Consider the change that happened. The change in creation that occurred when the water turned into wine by the command of the Word of God, Jesus Christ, common water, colorless, fairly tasteless, fairly odorless water. By the Word of God, the water's nature changed entirely. It became colorful, filled with taste, fragrant. All could smell this wine. And it was now useful for being a blessing to all, as Psalm 104 reveals to us. It became the water, excuse me, it became the wine that gladdens the heart of men. I mentioned to you last week regarding Christ's own baptism that St. Cyril of Alexandria taught that as Jesus entered those waters at his baptism in the Jordan River, that Christ imparted the fragrance of the Godhead into those waters. And why? So that like water to wine, when we enter in the waters of baptism, being cleansed in those waters and filled, impregnated, as the saint says, with the Holy Spirit, that we might now have the opportunity to be transformed entirely in our nature. That we might become, as St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians in chapter 2, the fragrance, the aroma of Christ to those both being saved in the church and those outside of the ark of salvation. And how is this transformation possible? By the changing the transformation of our very nature being joined to His. And this process of transformation of our nature, it happens over a lifelong process of oneness and fellowship and relationship with the very real and living Christ becoming something other and greater and far more divine than what we inherited at our birth from the fall. Christ came to change our nature for two reasons. One, so that we could enjoy the benefits of having our nature changed. And what are those benefits? Ultimately something every heart longs for, but chases all the distractions to find rather than God. 
contentment in the innermost being. Where the human person, shoulders of their soul, can go from all the tension and not knowing who we are and acting in ways that we weren't created to live, that everything in us can relax in the peace of Christ by the healing of our soul. We all yearn for that. And secondly, that we might be transformed to be that fragrance we're talking about, the expressors of the very divine glory and nature of God, who He is through us for others to experience so that they might enter into the contentment of soul and joy of their salvation. But I want to be very clear about this transformation that's afforded to us through Jesus Christ, our God, and by the Holy Spirit. It is not automatic, this transformation. It's not a one-time event that does it. Salvation is entirely a consistent relational proposition. It's a proposition of divine relationship, of intimate relationship between God with us and us with God. We hear the words from Christ Himself in the Gospels all over the place. Words such as this, come to me, come to me. In another place, take my yoke upon you and learn from me and you'll find rest for your souls. Another place, if you remain in me. And he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I will come in. Do you see the actions? Any true relationship is dependent on this. Two wills of two different parties moving together as one. That's the only way you find real relationship. And the good news is that we have a God who never ceases, despite what we've done, despite what we currently are, that we have a God who never ceases to move towards us, and I go even further, to pursue us with everything in Him. This is the nature of our God. And the old nature becomes new and redeemed as we who have been given this great gift of the Holy Spirit at our baptism actively fan that flame into the gift that is designed to be for us in that transformation. This fanning into flames of the gift of the Holy Spirit becomes, quite frankly, a very simple concept if we will listen to the words of the Mother of God today. What does our relational cooperation in response to what Christ our God has afforded us look like? The Mother of God says it all in one brief expression that you heard in the Gospel. She brings us, just like she did the servants, at the wedding, she brings us before her son, our Savior and Lord. And you know what she says? Do what he says. What is our relational cooperation? Coming to Christ. Receiving from Christ. And doing what he says. Doing what he says. Following him. Being an actual disciple, just like the rest of the disciples followed him. To be a learner that is in need of learning and listens to the one with all truth. To trust him in everything and to do what he says. In fact, Jesus himself tells us, that's how my people love me. If you obey me, if you, follow, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Which is to say that he who loves me as a disciple follows the voice of the shepherd who leads them through the dark valleys to the still waters and to the green pastures. That place where the soul finds its contentment. I said before, going back to the mother of God, look upon her humility and faith and trust 
Notice her trust that her Lord knows best in every circumstance and His timing is always perfect. We have got to become like her in her trust in our Lord regarding our own souls. If we want to see the transformation of our nature into something we never believed could be possible, then we have got to follow Him like that and do as He says. And if we will do this, we will go from being water in water, pot, water pots to the most choicest of wines. And we'll become the fragrance of Christ, the aroma of Christ, showing forth His nature because we've been transformed into it. Showing forth His nature into this world to all. And we will truly become His wine that makes glad the heart of all men, including our own. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.